to Wednesday. I'm excited today. I'm excited for a couple of reasons. Packers are back on the practice field. The Brewers are on the verge. We're back where we started. Tell you about that in a minute. And 10 years ago, think about that for a minute. 10 years ago, we'll talk about that too. But it's a uh, beautiful day after the uh, storms rolled through last night. We got some much-needed rain. And and now it looks like it's going to kind of clear up for the majority of the weekend. So I'm excited about that. Uh, We've got the huddle back tonight. Uh, We'll be here in studio, but uh, the huddle is back tonight on many of these same stations. So we're looking forward to that as well. A football-centric program. And uh, excited for that as well. If you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us uh, that way and get your voice be heard. Uh, Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can also find uh, producing the program today, uh, Grant Bills, at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And uh, on YouTube, I, I implore you, uh, for those of you specifically that are watching on, on Facebook so much, uh, kind of start making the transition to YouTube. Uh, Facebook has become much more restrictive. And yesterday they cut the show off halfway between for whatever reason because something about a piece of music we played. So they shut it off. So they become so much more restrictive. So we're going to be on YouTube a lot. And I encourage you to go to just YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And it, there's nothing to it. Just click on subscribe, and every time we go on the air, we'll pop up for you. So we'll do that. Uh, also, we are on the, the Twitch app uh, on your phone. If you got Twitch TV, you can uh, download the Kick app that w- as well. Same thing, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the website simply thebillmichaels.com. And uh, the Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, the Zone Madison. You can always get us there. Uh, the Zone Madison, download the app on your mobile device, and you can listen anywhere, anytime, after the fact. Uh, once the show ends, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. Ten years ago, Grant Bills was what? Do you remember? Oh, man. Uh, I can't believe it's been ten years. Let's see what's today. September 13th, 2023, so we're talking 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, is it... Give me, can you give me a clue? Tony Bosch. Oh, my gosh. Do I not even know who that is? Why is that not ringing a bell? You you will. You'll know it the minute I say it. Tony Bosch. Dr. Tony Bosch. Dr. Tony He was the Bosch. head of Balco. Ten years ago today, Tony Bosch and Balco was raided. And remember, everything started to come out. Oh. Ryan Braun did the big speech. I did oh, not, you know, yeah. do this right after the MVP season. And then it all came pouring out. The biggest performance-enhancing drug operation in U.S. sports history exposed 10 years ago today. Biogenesis of America. He went to prison for four years. Now I'm, I'm looking back into this. He for a while, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah, a cocaine-addicted biochemist. He introduced himself as Dr. T. And uh, in going down, he uh, uh, was 1,400 pages of DEA investigative documents that ESPN got a hold of after the fact. And they have now written the story on each segment of that story. 
and they have a big docu-series on it today that came out. And I started reading into it. It talked to, uh, first of all, it was uh, uh, Bosch spilled the beans on 28 different players that he was supplying, one of them being uh, Manny Ramirez, uh, another one being Alex Rodriguez, and everything that's been since kind of swept aside and said, okay, it's over, it's done with. And now it's even more in-depth, more detailed, more smarmy, and there is a whole feature, a whole feature called The Story Behind Bronze Bogus Tale that just came out. First Red Bull, then supplements, but before Ryan Braun and his advisors decided to blame an innocent man for his positive PET, PET test, he huddled in a Florida Ritz-Carlton meeting his doper in person. That's the headline. It's fascinating. I started reading it this morning, and I couldn't stop. And then it was black market drugs that they were supplying to um, many players. Um, and the feds went after this guy fully. I mean, you start reading this, and it's like, wow, 10 years ago. I, it First of all, it seems like yesterday, but it seems like 40 years ago that all this happened. I mean, I remember it vividly. But it seems like it's so long ago. So when it said 10 years ago that, that Tony Bosch got busted, now it's, you know, you'll go all the way back to 1998 and the chase between um, uh, uh, Soto or, uh, God, <laughs> Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I wanted to say Soto. And Sammy Sosa, you go back to that chase, and that's when really it became, it became evident that the players were more than just bulking up in the weight room because of what was on the shelf behind Mark McGuire during an interview. And that's kind of what opened Pandora's box. And after that, everybody started looking into everything. Uh, but, yeah, it was 10 years ago that Tony Bosch got busted and everything came pouring out about Balco. I didn't realize it was only 10 years ago. But they have a docu, uh, docudrama or docu-series of, of reports over on ESPN's website. It's fascinating. Uh, I and we can get into it a little bit later, but I just I couldn't believe it was ten years ago, man. So anyway, uh, but back uh, Packers back on the practice field today, and uh, getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I know that all the talk has basically been about a lot of different quarterback play throughout the National Football League. So we're going to take a little bit of a dive into that today as well, and a look at some of the good, the bad, the ugly from over the weekend when it comes to quarterback play in the National Football League. And uh, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, the upside of many, uh, whether or not there's a glass ceiling or not, and uh, then we'll kind of go from there. We'll get into that discussion as well. Um, the uh, What else do we have here? This is, uh, oh, well, the Brewers. I, I wanted to get back to that. The Brewers, we were talking a couple of weeks ago when the Brewers were in Chicago, and I had said if they go to five games, it's over. It's over. And they lost the next two. Right now, they with the win last night and the Cubs lost last night, the Brewers, again, are sitting on the doorstep of five games. If they win tonight and the Cubs lose tonight, I, I'll do a Facebook Live because I'm not going to be here tomorrow or Friday. I'll do a Facebook Live, and we, we, will, we will all then toast and drink to the Brewers and the demise, the demise of the Chicago Cubs in the sense of not being able to win the division, and we will declare the Brewers the National League Central winners. So tonight is a key night. Now, the Brewers obviously have to do their part, but so do the Cubs. 
So it all has to fall into place. But uh, we, we are on the cusp, <laughs> excuse me, we are on the cusp yet again of the Brewers ending this and winning the division. It can happen tonight. Are you going to go live from the wagon wheel if this all happens? If it happens, I will. Now, we have uh, we have uh, the huddle coming up tonight. Uh, but on the way, because I am uh, after the huddle, gone. After the huddle, it's, uh, it's gone. Um, I'm going to uh, be heading up north and doing the tomahawk thing like I do every year. And that's kind of the final hurrah vacation-wise. Uh, until you get to the holidays, and then you get a couple days here and there. And I am going to be uh, in uh, the Providence, Rhode Island, Boston area for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to still be doing the postgame show uh, and hanging out there for that weekend. But beyond that, I mean, this is it. This is the last time uh, that we have, you know, the time, chance to get away. Because once you get into football season, you know, Grant, you, you can't go anywhere. You know, we've got huddles coming up. Yeah. And the huddles this year, and I started sitting down and trying to go through the schedule and trying to, you know, peace play. And I know I wanted to get it all done last night. I didn't. But when you start to look at our travel schedule, you got to make sure you're in the right town at the right time. Because <laughs> there's a which is great. It's great we're in demand. And there's a lot of places and, and people that want us to come and see their cities and be a part of that. And we, we just, we're, and we're going to. We just need to put it in the right kind of the puzzle pieces together because there's times that you're going to be in Green Bay. And then by the time you get out of Green Bay, then you got to be back in Madison. And then from Madison, you got to be back home in Milwaukee. And then the next day, you got to be up in Rice Lake. And it, it just, you're, you know, it becomes a, a kind of a travel nightmare. You'd rather just do a big loop and get everybody in than try to try to do too much and, uh, you know, sh- you know, give somebody the short end of the stick, so to speak. So you, you want to be able to enjoy it. So that's what we want to do. So uh, we're putting all that stuff together and. I know we're going to be seeing Ernie and the guys up in Viroqua relatively soon, and uh, we're going to be. Uh, well, I'd like to head to Viroqua. Honestly, I'd like to go over there like during Christmas time, uh, right when they do their big parade, because their big parade's pretty cool for such a small town. They do such a great like Christmas parade, so uh, we'd like to get over there then if we can. But I don't know if we're going to be able to. You know, that's what I was trying to schedule out last night. But we're we're going to get around the state, no doubt. We got to go do a show at the Westby Ski Jump over on that side of the state when they do that, that. too. That too. That I think is in February. That's like right after. Um, I think it's right after Super Bowl. I think that's when it is. It's right after Super Bowl. We could so, just send Mike Clemens if you're busy. He can report live and give us updates see, from I, the ski jump. <laughs> I want. I, I envision the show. We are in the like a chalet f- fireplace beverages. We're doing the show like at the bottom of the ski jump, right? And then we say, now we're going live to Mike Clemens. Mike, where are you at? I'm up here. <laughs> Mike, what's it like? It's steep. Up in the wind. <laughs> yeah. You can hear it. <laughs> and then he gets into a story. Back in 1973, there was a guy named Flying Jay. And what he did was he went down and he took off. And the thing, the, the, the thing about it was he landed well past Coon Valley. Nobody saw him for weeks. He couldn't find his way back. But he stopped at a farmer's house, and the farmer and his wife made him soup. And the soup was the best soup he ever had. And he ended up, in some weird way, becoming an uncle to the kids that were there. And it's still to this day, he's the uncle to Charlie and Melissa, two beautiful little kids. Oh <laughs> you know, and that's God. Mike's story. <laughs> I feel like I'm there now. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> But he would know everything, you know. He would know it all. And when he landed, he was really saved uh, by a lick across the face from a rather large cow. <laughs> and Mike would have all the details. Back to you, Bill. Hey, thanks, Mike. Grant and I are hammered down here in the chalet. 
We'll go to break after that. Oh, man. There we have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free to go ahead and do so. We're going to step away and take a quick break. we got a lot of stuff coming up today, a lot of stuff to get into. Hang in there. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Service Center. They are both in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Johnson Creek right above the highway, right above 94, the Johnson Creek exit. And whether you're a soccer mom in the minivan or you're an over-the-road truck driver, they got a facility to handle everything, whether it's tires, oil changes, uh, major repair, they can do it. That's J&L Tire and Service Center. Thank you for voting them the best tire dealer around. That's JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Good stuff. Um... 877-867-1670, uh, Lake Superior's Shores. Carl is uh, saying howdy to us this morning. And also, Rodney said, uh, that was hilarious about the Westby Ski Jump. See you hopefully at Oktoberfest. Try to get the Fox Hollow in Bar, uh, is it Bar Mills or Bear Mills? Berry Mills. Berry Mills. That was too obvious. I didn't want to go in that direction. Right. Eric on I-90, you know? uh, a caller to some of our shows, refers to it as Beverly Mills. Uh, Beverly Mills. Okay. He might be the only one, but I always thought okay. that was funny. Barry Mills. Barry Mills. Okay. Uh, yeah, can't be at Oktoberfest this year. I wish I could, but we can't, unfortunately. But we are going to be up there uh, a couple of times, actually, for some huddles. So at least we're going to get back into the area um, relatively soon. Uh, this is from uh, this is from Ricky. Ricky says, uh, hey, guys, uh, when you were talking about quarterbacks, the good, the bad, the ugly, the good uh, was Jordan Love. I thought he did more with what he had had to work with over the years as opposed to a guy like Joe Burrow who tried to do everything and can't do anything. He looked terrible. So did Josh Allen. Uh, the decent was Dak Prescott, but still looked bad. And the ugly, well, we all know the ugly, Josh Allen, and then the ugly injury to Aaron Rodgers, just my two cents. Ricky, appreciate the email. Um, the, uh, the Jordan Love I'm going to take out of that because um, his first start, I mean, there was, there was some good there, there was some bad there, uh, and a lot of ability to grow i guess is the best way to put it and i thought it was a pretty good first start uh, i really did uh and you know me i mean i've been as hard on the whole jordan love pick as anybody but i've been honest about it so i thought he did play pretty well um the, the ugly i'll agree with you josh allen was absolutely terrible terrible you can't even say like you know a couple of people said daniel daniel jones you can't even say that because daniel jones was under siege i mean there were times I went back. I was watching. Uh, the coolest thing that I've subscribed to is we we get. I don't know if you get it now too, but uh, it used to be uh, a website for the media uh, that covered the teams, and it gave you the all twenty-two. I think now you get it if you pay for it on the NFL Network. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Do you have that, uh, Grant? Do you have that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because um, I went back last night and I watched the All-22. And the cool thing is, is now it pops up on my on my TV, on my Roku. So when you get the NFL, you download that NFL channel. And because I get that, the All-22 pops up on my 85-inch big screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if you like watching film, like game film, that 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 is a, that is a that is a film gasm is what it is i was downstairs last night and i thought i'll just take a stab at this and i turned it on i'm like wait a minute and i clicked the button on roku and it came on i'm like okay wait a minute and i clicked it again and it hit the nfl and i went i'll try this and i put in my password and stuff and it popped up and i thought there's no way and then i clicked and it said game replay condensed game replay all 22 oh, 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 on my 85 inch big screen ah, i was out i was out of my mind so i watched the packer game and i wanted to see because there was there was so much talk about uh a buddy of mine is from new york and he's like john daniel jones sucks and this and that he can't really get rid of the ball and i'm like well wait a minute your other quarterback in new york didn't get rid of the ball and look what happened so i went back and watched daniel jones there was two or three times that daniel jones got sacked that he took the snap and as he turned to go back into the pocket, there was already a guy like on him, within an arm's reach of him, just had shot the gap. So I'm not going to blame all that on Daniel Jones. I mean, it was just, poof. That was, that was ugliness. I don't even know how to put it. That was just bad. So, but Josh Allen... Josh Allen was awful. Josh Allen, when you go back and look at that game, Josh Allen had two or three times he tried to, I mean, granted him and Stephon Diggs, he's trying to get it to Stephon Diggs to keep him happy. I understand that. But there was a couple of times, man, where he threw it to Stephon Diggs, had no business going in that direction. He had other guys wide open. Had he just thrown it into the, into the seam, and he just, he's his own worst enemy, man. Own worst enemy, without a doubt. So when you talk about the quarterback play, uh, I'd kind of leave Jordan Love out of it. Maybe, you know, just because we're, we're so close to it, you can look at it that way. But, no, Josh Allen was absolutely awful. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, down Joe Burrow was bad. Um, you know, what happened to Aaron Rodgers was just, you know, fluky, um, weird. Uh, and, and the good, I, you didn't even mention Tua. <laughs> Tua was, the battle between him and Justin Herbert was fantastic. It was, imp- I mean, really impressive. And that he had, a, and I said, Grant, have I not been on the Tua bandwagon? I actually don't know if I'm, if I'm real familiar with your Tua takes. Let, let's get the, these out on the basic, table right now. So I basically know. saying that he was the best. If you look statistically, before he went down with the injury, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. He, 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 he just was. And with the addition of Tariq Hill, they bolstered the offensive line. Now they've got a better defense. Uh, it's like if he could just stay healthy, Miami could be for real. And, it, the, well, the problem was obviously he didn't stay healthy last season, and, and that ultimately cost him. But if, if he can just stay healthy, then he could be he could be a hell of a quarterback. And I that would make me a million percent wrong because I didn't think he was going to be jack anything coming into the league i thought he was overhyped i thought it was it was he was just garbage uh he was just another alabama quarterback coming in that was going to be okay and 
kind of fade away, much like an Ohio State quarterback. But Mike McDaniel and the job that he has done, Mike McDaniel is, I don't want to say savant. What I want to say is he is an, uh, a coach that has the ability to put it into 101 and make you understand the offense. And it may not make you physically a better athlete. That's up to the trainers and, you know, to technique and all that stuff. But between the ears, it's made him a much better quarterback. Mike McDaniel has worked wonders in the year and a half that he's been with Tua. And I give him a lot of credit. He's a weird dude. He looks – you would never, ever – if you're a security uh, down in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium and security standing there and Mike McDaniel comes walking towards you like, oh, excuse me, sir, uh, can I see your pass? And then he's like, well, I don't have a pass. I'm the head coach. You'd go be like, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Tell your mom we said hi. I mean, that's Mike McDaniel. He's a, he's a weird-looking dude, man. He looks like he just crawled out of mom's basement. But he's a, an incredibly smart coach. And, and what they did against – the Chargers out at SoFi last weekend I thought was incredibly impressive. I, I think Eight, seven, yeah, go ahead. one stat about Tua, because this is going to make you even more, right, Bill? A lot of people think Tua, Dink and Dunk, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, they do all the work. Tua had the highest rate of passes that traveled at least 15 yards in the air. Of his yeah. 45 attempts, 15 of them went at least 15 yards in the air. And on those passes of 15 or more air yards, he had a completion percentage of 60%. So he completed more of his deep shots percentage-wise, than Jordan Love did on on the whole. He had an awesome yeah. day pushing the ball down the field. There you go. That's it. He he was he was really, really solid. Uh, and, and when you just watch him and pay attention to him, I mean, it's just, it's like, boy, was I wrong. You know, and I, I, I got to admit, I'm not wrong, drastically wrong that often. But with Tua so far, now again, it you know it's it's much like you know what they have going on out in Arizona you know you get a half a season and you're like wow this is great and then the other half turns to crap so two has got to stay healthy and if he does and doesn't get his uh, bell rung then he could t- turn out to be a really good quarterback so one of the up and comers no doubt um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy find us we'd love to hear from you on that uh, as well. Uh, it's uh, keeping with the McVay-Shanahan tree. I like LaFleur's play design and call as well. He had, Matt LaFleur had a good game plan, and what I thought he's done, and, and I said this yesterday and I hope they're listening, what I thought he's done since the beginning of the preseason when they had specific plays drawn up for uh, for Jordan Love, I what he has done is put him in positions to be successful. That's it. He he cut the field in half. He said, let's just work on this, and then we'll begin to expand as knowledge begins to grow and experience begins to grow. And I think he's done a magnificent job. And in doing so, he's also added a few things offensively. We saw some movement. We saw some motion. We saw some misdirection. And yet, and much like Pete Doherty said yesterday, Matt Lafleur cringes at the idea of the Matt Lafleur offense. But but damn it, that's what we saw. Now whether it goes into game two and three and seven and ten and fifteen and seventeen, we'll have to wait and see. But what you saw was that's it, that's it. There there it is. Take what they give you. It, who cares if you throw two hundred and forty yards of short passes? I don't care. If you're moving the football and you're winning games, now eventually you got to go deep and eventually you start have to, you have to start connecting. But if the defense is going to give you all of this, take it, take it. 
You know, that's Bill Belichick's philosophy. That's how he won with Tom Brady. Take it. Get it. Snap. Boom. Gone. Take it. Let your playmakers let make plays. And defensively, we'll take away something of theirs and make them go toe-to-toe with us. And then we'll ultimately win the game because of the adjustments we make. And that's the way the Patriots did it for years and years and years. Now, Joe Barry is not Bill Belichick. Okay? I understand that. But you've got a pretty good talent-wise defense and if you just put put Jordan Love in positions to be successful, and he continuously is, and the confidence confidence continues to grow, and the knowledge grows, who knows? Who knows what that what that ceiling could be? You know, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I I think it's a fascinating discussion. I really really do. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Stevens Point Point Brewing. Going to be driving past there and sniffing it as I go by later on tonight. Brewing excellence since 1857. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And uh, it is that time of year where you start thinking about it, pulling the boats out of the water, getting the docks out of the water. Now, we're not there yet. We've got a little bit of warmth coming in our direction, which is exciting. Believe me. But uh, eventually you're going to need a place to get the thing winterized. And I highly suggest you do get it winterized and uh, get ready to store it. Maybe shrink wrap it. Keep all the critters out of it. And uh, that way it's all you got to do is cut the plastic off of it to take the cover off of it. And you are ready to go next year. Do it safe, sound, securely, and warrantied. That is our friends at Skipper Butts. Skipper Butts in Pewaukee Boat Sales, Service, and Storage. Call them 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. And uh, get a hold of Todd over there. Tell him I sent you because uh, I'll be over there probably in a week or two. Knowing what my schedule is, I've got, there's like, I've already circled, there's like four or five days I've highlighted that if those days are good, I can get the boat out, and I'm it's and I'm not taking it out just to go enjoy it. I'm taking it out because I'm bound to determine to take it out because I'm so uh, the schedule this year has been crazy and I haven't had a chance to. So I'm just like I'm taking it out. Damn it! I paid all this money. I'm going to take it out. So uh, by all means, get a hold of our friends over there at Skipper Butts. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I the. Uh, Jason said, I see the Green Bay Packers just keep hoarding offensive linemen. Uh, they grabbed Michael Jordan. He's a guard. Uh, yeah, they, that came across the wire last night. They, because offensive linemen, one, uh, are a commodity. Uh, you you know, it, it's like any position you can never have too many of. But what you continually do is you take the best available, whether it's practice squad or wherever. I mean, you just keep taking the best available. And if the best available is another offensive lineman that's out there that's better than somebody you have on your team, you don't want to keep a guy just to keep a guy, you know. Um, never been a big believer in that. Ron Wolf, I used to ask him uh, philosophy-wise, and he said, and he'd always tell me, you know, you never want to have to take a guy because. And I, I always, he would stop and pause, and I would say, well, what do you mean because? He'd say, because you're so thin at that position. 
because then you may not be taking the best available player. You're taking a guy because. And that's always kind of resonated with me. And then what was interesting was is the first year Ted Thompson started drafting. And uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Ted uh, right after he had taken the job. And I said, well, you know, as you come in and you start to look at the draft, what is your philosophy? You know, and I'm not asking for particulars. And he said, whatever comes to you on the board, he said, you let the board come to you. You do all your work. Because Ted loved to be a scout. He loved to go find the diamond in the rough. And, you know, he loved to find that guy that nobody else saw. But he also he also knew there's a certain level of talent that's out there that, that's a hierarchy. And you have to take that talent. And he said, you always just put your put your guys up. Guys that are of equal grades, you can argue about. And then you let the board come to you. You don't change your board. And I, I said, you know, okay, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. And he, and he then leans over, and, and I'll never forget, because my next, my next sentiment to what, him was, that's exactly what Ron Wolf told me. He said, because you never want to take a guy because. And right out of the, right out of the Ron Wolf playbook. And so that's the reason when you start talking about offensive linemen, and maybe this was the best available. And they just said, you know what? You can never have too many. You know, you just never know. Week to week, you never know. So you don't want a guy on your roster just because he fills a position. You want to, you want the best players there. And who knows? Maybe down the road you, you need to make a move. You need to trade somebody. Is this a guy that can play guard and a center? Could they move him around? So that's the reason you just, uh, you know, you continue to take, take, uh, take players, you know. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to get your voice heard, do it. Uh, this one is from Mark. Mark says, uh, Mark, by the way, is listening to us in Indiana. Listening to us in Indiana today. Uh, what did you think of Richardson in his debut? I really like what Jordan Love had to, had to say after the game. He sounds very poised as if he's been polishing over the summer. Um, you know, my assumption is you mean polishing his his you know diction or something like that over the summer when it comes to you know how he speaks i he's just gotten better he's gotten more comfortable you know now richardson i thought he he's been impressive since he pretty much took the ball in the first preseason game and went deep and hit that perfect strike on a deep ball he's been impressive but again you're talking about uh, a rookie quarterback being thrown into the nfl on a mediocre at best team right away and being looked at as the franchise and the savior. And I keep thinking back to, you know, go back to the speech that Peyton Manning gave uh, in Green Bay this past year during training camp. And he said, hey, when I started out, I was 3-13 and 13 my first year. You know, you got to take your lumps. You know, you have to understand that going in. You can't let it beat you down. What you got to do is take everything that you learn along the way and everything you did wrong and make it better. You know, the stuff that you do right, you've already got down. You did it right. You know, that's great. You, you know, that, that's called your strength. But the stuff that you did wrong is the stuff that you have to really look at yourself and say, okay, I'm going to be better next year because of this. you got to look at it with that type of an attitude. Because if you just let it beat you down, it'll beat you down. It rips away your confidence. And I, God knows I saw so many of those in Cincinnati, not only living there and growing up there, but covering the Bengals for the first few years in sports. You know, when I see, saw the, you know, the Jeff Blakes and the David Klinglers and, everybody come through that organization and the first round draft choices that just never panned out 
you know, Kajana Carter falling off of a treadmill, rehabbing his knee from the year before when he went down with the injury and just never turned into anything. And, you know, you had offensive linemen that were terrific only to want the hell out of there because of the organization and the way it was run. And, you know, you look at a guy like Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, he was good. He wanted to be paid. They didn't want to pay him. They sent him off. He wins a championship right away with Bill Belichick up in New England. And he, he was solid. And it, it just in watching good players and bad players and such move along through that organization, you get kind of a sense as to what you're looking at. But Richardson, I thought, did a pretty good job. I really did. I really did. Uh, this is from Kelly. Kelly says, uh, do you think that Christian Watson's going to be able to go this week? Uh, what is up with the constant hamstring injuries? Is this is going to be problematic throughout his career? Kelly, yeah. I, you know, the, the, the trick to a guy like Christian Watson is just being able to manage. And it's hard to do it with a young guy. But, yeah. I mean, if he's, he's already had a couple. Um, and then don't forget, you know, you look at a guy like, say, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews was always, he came out on fire every year. There was always a play in which he dove or he rolled or he cut real hard and went to track down a you know quarterback, and next thing you know, he's off the field and he's got a hamstring injury. It, it was like Puxatawney Phil coming out to see a shadow every year. It just, you knew it was going to happen. Same thing with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was always going to have an ankle injury, was always going to miss anywhere from two to four games. It's just the nature. It was always going to happen. You knew it. So... Unfortunately, early on in his career, there's been a lot of that for Christian Watson. Uh, I don't know, by the way, to answer your question, I don't know. We'll find out more today when they hit the practice field coming up here. I think it's 12.30 Central Time is when they hit the practice field today. And we'll get more from inside uh, inside the practice facility when we find out if he's actually back on the field or not. So I hope he's back sooner rather than later. I think everybody hopes he's back sooner rather than later. But, yeah, it's going to be something that's probably going to probably going to be bugging him for his entire career just because some guys are built that way uh and then uh, last but not least uh kendall says uh, any word on aaron jones no we'll find out more today as well and i hate to put you off like that but uh the one thing with aaron jones is he said it on sunday he said look i've had a, a hamstring this doesn't feel like that it just feels like a bite you know sometimes they just grab and they hurt, and then you stretch them out, and they're fine. So that's kind of what he was insinuating. Now, I'm not going to take that as gospel until we see what's going on today, but uh, I, I I was at least optimistic walking out of Soldier Field on uh, on Sunday evening. Let's go to James, listening to us in Michigan. James, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Bill? Good. What's up? So I just want to get your opinion on, like, the Packers, right? Uh-huh. It's being overran by black people. What? It's being overran by blacks, Bill. We need to do something. What do you mean? The black people are taking over football. Oh, well, first, I appreciate the phone call. That <sighs> you kind of don't want to dignify the comment. But then again, you also want to say it's (laughs) – how do I put this? And this is what I talk about when it comes to sports. Sports is the ultimate melting pot where color is not an issue. It's not on the forefront. Everybody roots for teams. 
And it's not. It is run by the best athletic people at those positions. And that is, if you're looking at it that way, that's a sad state of affairs. Just is. Just sad state of affairs. We need to get better callers. <laughs> just man oh man. You just kind of wonder, don't you? You kind of wonder what prompts somebody to sit there with that kind of anger or disdain. Hmm. That's a shame. Nothing more to say, but that's a shame. Um, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Reset. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show, we continue on. Uh, a lot of comment going on over on the other uh, live stream after that uh, phone call. And uh, a few emails all of a sudden really quickly come in, and a couple of friends texted me. And th- here's the thing is everybody has opinions and isms. It's what you do with them. And people have opinions about color of skin, about tall people, short people, fat people, skinny people, whatever. And it's it's not it's not pigeonholed to just the more explosive issues. Um, but that shouldn't be the way you judge people, or that shouldn't be the way you judge a mass. It just shouldn't be. And I've always said. Doing this job, I'm really, really lucky. Grant and I are incredibly lucky. And the reason being is, is two, two reasons, twofold. One is we are not anything more than entertainment. And, and that's the truth. We get a chance to delve into something that, in, in essence, is community building. It is, it is a monetary stream of income in many different facets. But... If sports went away tomorrow, the sun would come up, Wall Street would still open, people would still go to work, and we would figure out ways to move on. We did it for a year and a half. There was no sports. When COVID hit, everything got shut down. There wasn't. Everything just got shut down. What we are is a diversion from reality. And in that reality, in our reality, We really don't get into racial issues unless they come up. We don't get into, you know, feminism unless it comes up. We don't get into the divisiveness unless it comes up because I've always considered sports to be the ultimate melting pot. We don't care the color of the skin, the nationality, 
the race, the creed, the, the sexual orientation. We don't care because you're wearing the jersey. We want the jersey to win. We want that group of, of elite athletes that have all come together and given their life, their blood, their sweat, their tears, everything for that particular moment in time for them to be successful. That's what we care about. We root for their success. And so we get to talk about that. The successes, the failures, the analyzation thereof, all of that. And when you throw something like that out there, you got to have a whole lot of other depth issues to even begin to bring that up. And so I hope that you're able to watch sports and look at things in a different light. I hope that you're able to be able to find some kind of joy in everybody and not segregate. But <laughs> that's why I had to ask again, what? Just to be sure that I heard him clearly, but uh, but I'm not going to, I'll never ignore that kind of crap. We'll take it head on. I don't, I don't give a damn. It's, it's uncomfortable. It makes everybody uncomfortable, but screw that. Who cares? If you don't talk about things, you never get it out in the open. You're never able to, to air both sides. You're never able to kind of come to a happy medium and you're never able to educate anybody. Otherwise you just sit there with ignorance and that's what's going on in that particular person's world. So anyway, I, that's my two cents worth. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us, do it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, let's go to James. James, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? James. Okay, let's go to Skyler. Skyler, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? What are you thinking? Hey, Bill. Thanks for your uh, call and your professionalism. I promise this won't be like a troll phone call or anything like that. <laughs> no so problem. Don't be. Don't worry about hovering over the end button. Uh, again, thank you for talking about that stuff. Disclaimer, I'm a white dude, but just want to remind people that the only people you can really hate on are the Minnesota Gophers and the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and anybody that thinks they can just post crazy stuff online or call in and waste your time like that, they're honestly just cowards. Like, go stand out in public and say that kind of stuff and find out how little, little of a man you really are. Right. So I'll end on that. And, again, thanks, man. Go back, go. All right, bud. Appreciate it. He drops off. <laughs> you get on board, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Feel free. Uh, we got an hour down already. How about that? An hour down. We got three yet to go. We got Mark Schofield from SB Nation who joins us every Wednesday. He's coming up in about an hour from now, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk with him about the NFL. We'll talk with him about our topic today, and we'll get into the analyzation of quarterbacks. Some of them who had good, bad, really bad, and the ceilings for more quarterbacks and where they should rank by the time it's all said and done. And uh, I, I, it was a really interesting weekend, the way things got off to, uh, I want to say, a somewhat surprising start in some aspects. You know, and I'm not just talking about the injury to Aaron Rodgers. I'm just talking about it in general. And some of them, we can always pull out a good Denny Green and just say, we, they are who we thought they were. Hell yeah. We got all that coming up. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Coming up right after this. <laughs> 